Hi everyone, I'm Kalila Reynolds. Welcome back to my platform. As you know, we talk all things money on this channel and I do have a special treat for you today because Sterling Asset Management, which manages a fund listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange, that's Sterling Investments Limited, they're reporting an 11% increase in net profits for the nine months ended September 30, 2021, compared, of course, to the previous period. So what contributed to this growth during a pandemic? We're going to find out from Chairman, President and CEO of Sterling Asset Management, Charles Ross. Hi, Charles. Welcome. Thank you, Khalilu. And let me first congratulate you on your 20th anniversary. That is quite the accomplishment. Thanks very much. So tell me a bit about how this business started. What happened 20 years ago? Because I do know it's a family business as well. What happened 20 years ago that uh, led you to the creation of Sterling? Well, Kalita, as you might recall, I mean, it's quite a long time ago, but uh, we were coming out of the 1990s when there was a, a great deal of upheaval in the Jamaican economy and in the Jamaican financial sector in particular. Uh, many local financial institutions went under. Uh, we had high inflation, high interest rates, high rates of depreciation of the currency. And so what we really set out to do was to provide investors with a medium to long-term uh, investment opportunity that would hold its value and deliver real and attractive risk-adjusted returns. Tell me about that time, because that would have been right around 2002, and you're right, we're just coming out of the FinSAC era. And from what I understand about Sterling, you're more of a conservatively managed fund. So what shaped your investment philosophy? Well, the main objective uh, for us starting out was trying to uh, maintain the principal value of investors' funds. Uh, in the 1990s, we had very high inflation, very high rates of depreciation. The currency went from 650 to 1 US to 40, 45 to 1 um, over that period. And although interest rates were very, very high, because inflation was high and the rate of depreciation of the currency was high, investors really were losing money uh, on the income side as well as on the principal side. So we decided, look, we would look to the international market for fixed income investment opportunities in U.S. dollars that would preserve the value of the principal and also deliver a real return to the investors. And how has that worked out for you? Well, we were pleasantly surprised that uh, there were uh, many people out there that were looking for that sort of investment opportunity. And we really have had tremendous growth over the period and uh, found that we've developed a very loyal uh, and informed cadre of clients. And of course, our assets under management have grown uh, tremendously. You know, it's interesting that you took that approach because at that time, early 2000s, and for a lot of Jamaicans' history, it has been the conservative thing to do and kind of the safe thing to do to simply just invest in Jamaican government bonds because the returns were so high. So why take that approach and looking at the international markets for 
on fixed income returns, as opposed to just doing what everybody else was doing and going GOJ bonds, GOJ uh, treasury bonds and T-bills and so on. The problem with that was that uh, the interest rates were very high, but then the depreciation of the currency was very high as well. Mm. And so what happened was that when interest rates came down, which they inevitably did, uh, what investors found was that their principal was worth so much less that they were not able to uh, earn the kind of income from it that they were expecting. And so although nominal interest rates in US dollars were much lower, uh, because you preserved the value of your principal, uh, and because you preserved the value of the income, you ended up being much better off. And I think that uh, towards the end of the 90s, many of the people who were piling into uh, these high interest uh, Jamaican government uh, securities found that really it was a losing proposition. Yes, and, and we see that now because the, the situation has completely changed now and investing in GOJ bonds is no longer what, uh, what most people are into because the return is a whole lot lower, although interest rates are, are rising now, which is a different conversation. Uh, but the trendy thing over the past five, 10 years certainly has been moving into stocks, into the stock market. The Jamaica Stock Exchange has been one of the best performing for a couple of the past 10 years at least. Why has Sterling remained with your strategy as opposed to looking at the stock market, especially local or international, because you are in international markets? Yeah, well, Kalima, that's really interesting. And again, uh, because uh, I, I have uh, the benefit of looking back uh, a very long way, um, I've also seen other periods in Jamaica's history when the stock market does very well, and that's great. Um, and you know, I in in my, in my youth, I used to also invest heavily in the stock market, but it really depends. You know, those periods are t don't last very long, unfortunately. Uh, and as people get older, you, you know, they really are looking more for investments that can deliver income and preserve capital. And so, you know, the our client uh, base, which tends to be people, you know, who are looking more towards their retirement, they're really looking for uh, security of principle and a, a decent uh, income. So yes, you know, for sure, there's a place in your investment portfolio for stocks, but we really don't want to sort of pretend that we're experts in everything. We have a lot of experience mm -hmm. in the US fixed income space, and that, that's where we've concentrated our efforts. So it's a strategy that serves your specific clientele very well, clearly based on your results. What's your portfolio mix right now? Well, again, we are really uh, a fixed income um, portfolio, uh, certainly sterling investments for the most part. Uh, there's a very small equity port, uh, component. And uh, what we do is we have a range of uh, maturities, uh, a range of credit qualities. Uh, there's some securities that we expect to appreciate in value. Uh, there are others that we just expect to deliver uh, attractive income. So what really what we do is seek to, to maximize and optimize the return on the fixed income port portfolio. Uh, what we also found uh, when, in fact, way back when we started uh, Sterling, we looked at the Jamaican equity market and we found that the long-term real return 
was in the high single digits in US dollar terms, in real terms. And at the time, fixed income, US dollar fixed income could deliver that sort of return uh, with a lot less volatility, with greater liquidity. And that was one of the reasons too why we focused on uh, US dollar fixed income. Um, what's happened over time is of course, US dollar interest rates have come down a bit, but you can still get very attractive returns and based on considerations like liquidity uh, and uh, credit risk, uh, we think that you can get a, a very good return in the US dollar fixed income market. Now, Sterling Investments Limited is listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Walk us through what led to, to that happening. Uh, way back in, in 2003, shortly after we started Sterling, uh, we started a US dollar fixed income mutual fund. And that mutual fund has delivered uh, an average annual return of over 11% per annum in US dollars. And what we wanted to do was to make that available to the Jamaican uh, public um, and to investors who may not have access to US dollars and who may want to invest their Jamaican dollars, but get that sort of underlying return. So that's really one of the uh, driving forces behind starting uh, Sterling Investments Limited. Uh, it would also be able to uh, appeal to pension funds, uh, because one of the challenges of, of pension funds is to find investment opportunities that will preserve the value of the principal of the pension contributors and also deliver a real return so that at the end of their uh, working lives, they will be able to have a sum of money that can deliver to them a decent pension uh, in their retirement. Yeah. Yes, that is absolutely important for even young people to think about. Young people often don't think about pensions and retirement because they feel like, oh, we're young, we have 40 years before that time comes. But the sooner you start, uh, the more advantage you have in being able to live a comfortable retirement. So absolutely, you need to be thinking about that. So for Sterling Investments now, you posted a 27.5% year-on-year increase in the value of investment securities. So that's now at $2.2 billion at the end of September. So break this down for us. We were able in during the pandemic to take advantage of uh, depressed asset prices. So we were able to buy bonds uh, at knockdown prices that have appreciated significantly in value. And uh, that's a, a big factor in the increase in the value of, of investments. Uh, as the financial markets have recovered, then the prices of those securities have risen. And uh, that, along with the depreciation of the Jamaican dollar, uh, has those have been the two main factors in that significant rise in the value of the investment portfolio. But really, the recovery in, in asset prices is the, is the major factor. Yes. So tell me about 2021 versus 2020, because 2020, both years are the years of the pandemic, but 2020 was, I would say, when it was at its worst, right? Um, what strategies did you put in place in either of those years to, to see profits in 2021 and not coming into 2022? Kalila, first of all, we were fairly conservatively positioned when the pandemic hit. And what that meant was that we had liquidity available to us so that we could look at the market, uh, identify securities that were beaten up, that were depressed in price, 
uh, but had good recovery potential and to purchase some of those securities. So really in 2020, that was what it was all about, trying to identify the companies that, that would survive, the companies that would not go under as the market might have been expecting, uh, and which had the best upside potential, and to cautiously purchase some of those securities. In 2021, uh, or by that time, the vaccines were available, and I guess the worst of the pandemic was passed. Uh, it was a little easier to identify uh, securities that, that would continue to improve and that would survive. And uh, that's what we focused on in 2021. What do you see as the big financial trends that investors need to watch out for? And, and, I, and I ask this even though I know you're not so much of a, a trendy company, based on what you've described, you're not one to, to hop on the trends. But what are you interested in right now in the financial space? That really is a, a very uh, big question. A couple of weeks ago, it was fairly clear what was to be expected. Uh, inflation was the big issue. Central banks would be raising interest rates, tightening monetary policy, etc. But two weeks ago, the Russia invaded the U Ukraine, and that has certainly created a great deal of uncertainty in the capital markets. We've seen big sell-offs in the stock market uh, and the bond markets, and there really is a, a there are a lot of questions about how central banks are going to respond. Inflation is still a problem, but high oil prices are making that problem even worse. Mm -hmm. uh, high commodity prices are another issue because, of course, Ukraine is, and Russia are huge producers of basic commodities like wheat, corn, um, oil, and so on. So really, there, there is a, a great fear at the moment that we may be heading into some sort of recession because we have a combination of high uh, energy prices and those impact uh, all sectors of the economy. And we also have a situation where central banks need to bring down inflation, which means that they need to tighten monetary policy. And that could also end up causing a recession. Um, at the moment, there's a great deal of uncertainty as to where stock prices are going. They've fallen significantly already. Are they going to fall further? Uh, how much further? Um, you know, which companies will be the ones that will be, will be most affected by this uh, development? Uh, on the fixed income side, of course, there have been sell-offs in uh, bond prices. And the big question is, how high will interest rates rise? in the US and Europe. So there's a great deal of uncertainty. Um, I wish I knew uh, what the end game was in terms of this conflict. But uh, I think at the moment, uh, caution is probably the best uh, advice that, that one could give. Uh, accumulate cash and um, wait until there is a little more clarity on the direction of markets. That's definitely some good advice. Here's another big question, Charles. What has been your greatest single investment? I think that the power of compound interest is uh, one of the most remarkable things in, uh, in, in finance and, and maybe the world in general. You know, the bottom line is that if you can compound returns on your investments uh, over an, a long enough period of time, then you really will accumulate significant uh, wealth and value. 
So I think that for me, that's one of the most important lessons. Start investing early and mm -hmm. uh, com com compound those returns. Well, what's next for Sterling? Are you looking to expand? So what's your next move? Well, certainly, uh, you know, we've enjoyed very significant rates of growth in our time in business up to now, and we intend to continue that. We have some pretty ambitious targets for where we want to be at the end of the next 10 years. And uh, we're certainly working along that. We're looking to the region. Um, unfortunately, the, the other parts of the Caribbean are, are growing faster than Jamaica. And so we think that, you know, we're definitely seeing that there are opportunities out there. And so we are looking to expand regionally um, as well as expand our business here in Jamaica. Thank you so much for joining me, Charles. By the way, I heard that you actually grew up in Belize, which is where I'm from. That's correct, uh, Kalila. Uh, I spent my formative years in Belize a long time ago, but it was a very enjoyable experience. Nice. Well, we claim you. Formative years are what counts. <laughs> so we claim you as, as honorary Belizean, just as you all claim me as honorary Jamaican. Thank you so much <laughs> once again for joining me and telling me all about this fascinating journey over the past 20 years and the future of Sterling uh, Asset Management. And if you want to learn, listeners and viewers, more about Sterling and their strategies and what they can do for you with your portfolio, visit sterling.com.jm. I'm Kalila Runnels. You can find a summary of this episode on my website at kalilarunnels.com as well. Follow me all over social media and make sure that you learn more about Sterling, especially if you have an interest in long-term, long-term financial management. Think pension, retirement, future. You need to invest for that as well. You need to be comfortable when you get older. So until next time, I'm Kalila Reynolds. Let's get this money. Money. <laughs> <laughs>